Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk Tech 5G, a podcast series from AT&T for the public sector. I'm Christopher Parente, industry consultant and former marketing director at CTIA, and I'd like to welcome Andre Fuich, president of AT&T Labs and chief technology officer at AT&T. Andre oversees the global technology direction for AT&T, including network planning, the company's innovation roadmap, AT&T Labs, AT&T Foundry, and the Intellectual Property Organization. Thanks for joining us. Could you uh, give us a little bit of background on how AT&T has been a leader in developing 5G standards? So AT&T started out on this journey quite some time ago, uh, almost four years ago. And it starts really with the standards bodies, the global standards bodies that define what the next generation of network will be. And so at AT&T Labs, uh, we have quite a team that actually participates in these standards work. And their job is to prioritize and figure out what, uh, what sort of technologies and use cases would be most relevant for our business and our needs. And so um, quite some time ago, we started working on uh, participating in a lot of the working groups that are behind the 3GPP uh, <clears throat> consortium. Now this consortium, ironically, 3GPP is actually defining 5G standards. They just haven't changed the name in, in a couple generations. But this consortium uh, consists of over 500 member companies. So think of operators, uh, vendors, um, uh, vendors within the supply chain that create the technologies that eventually will get deployed. And when you look at uh, the contributions AT&T has made to these standards, especially for 5G, we've been one of the top 10 contributors to the overall standards. So we have quite a few people that actively participate in all of the working group sessions that go on. I've heard some people talk about 5G as the new cloud. Could you explain that perspective? So what 5G is about, it's much more than just the next generation of wireless. Um, the foundations of 5G are actually built on a lot of cloud principles. Um, and also 5G is built on the principle of being software defined. So. Uh, the preceding generations of networks were much more hardware-based. 5G is actually much more software-based. And so when we talk about 5G uh, becoming a new cloud, it's actually a, a highly distributed cloud. So let me give you a little background on how that, uh, what's going on here. If you want to understand how compute has evolved over the last couple decades, uh, if you go back to the 1960s, compute actually started as a mainframe system where it was very centralized. And so you would have sort of these dumb terminals hanging out on the ends. Well, after the 60s and 70s, guess what happened? You had the 80s and 90s, which was all about the PC revolution, uh, client-server technology. So all of a sudden, compute, instead of being centralized like the mainframe became distributed out to the endpoints. Those were the PCs we all saw back in the 80s and 90s. Well then, in the 2000s, 
the cloud emerged. So guess what? A lot of this computing power actually moved back into a centralized fashion. This is why many of the apps you use on your smartphone today actually communicate back into the cloud to do the bulk of its work. Now, what's happening now is the pendulum is shifting back again from centralized to distributed. And what's enabling that is 5G because 5G is essentially a highly distributed cloud. So this is going to give application developers in the future here a, a new place to run their workloads, more optionality, more flexibility. And that's why when you, you hear things called the edge, the network edge or the multi-access edge, that's really this new 5G network cloud that we're talking about. Um, what, are some of the, what are some of the leading capabilities that are going to be enabled by 5G in your opinion? Well, certainly greater speeds, lower latency, there's a lot of talk about those. Um, but this notion of an edge compute capability is really probably, in, in my opinion, the most remarkable thing that will come out of 5G. So this is going to allow uh, devices, uh, this optionality of devices uh, to run their workloads, not just in a data center a thousand miles away, but much, much closer. So all of a sudden you can build devices that don't need to have uh, such heavy compute capabilities, you know, like a smartphone does today. And frankly, smartphones are relatively expensive. You know, they're upwards of a thousand dollars. Now think about if you were able to take all that heavy processing capability and put that into the cloud, not the traditional cloud, again, that data center a thousand miles away because the latency would just be too great. But what if you could put it 50 miles away? And then all of a sudden, you wouldn't have to really worry about you know, upgrading your device all the time. You wouldn't have to worry about upgrading and updating the software on that device because actually all the intelligence would actually be in the network. And what you would be interacting with is basically a very thin uh, client uh, that would give you the same experience you have today, but actually all the processing would be occurring in the network. And there's a couple of advantages for doing this. One is when you do it in the network, it becomes a shared asset. So now you can share it among many devices. So there's economic benefits that come with that. Also, you can maintain that technology uh, much better than you do you can with an endpoint. Remember the days where you always had to worry about updating your virus software and making sure you have the latest update and all of that and and you know people would put those things off. Well that creates vulnerabilities. Well when you take all of that and put it into the network edge, the user, the end user doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Sure. So, so let me give you a use case of how uh, 5G can <clears throat> enable the enterprise uh, and the public sector. So one of the big concerns out there these days, and it's getting a lot of press, is about data security, data privacy. Um, one of the powerful things that you can do with 5G 
is actually you can actually uh, create uh, data jurisdictions. <clears throat> now, what is that? So think of the ability to geofence a physical area. Let's say your building. Let's say a particular floor on your building in your enterprise. And the idea here is any data that is generated, let's say on a, on a particular floor of a building, <clears throat> you want to make sure that that data can only go to one particular place or a uh, predefined place, but nowhere else. 5G actually allows you to start doing uh, use cases like this. Now, what's interesting about this is <clears throat> it does this in a virtual context, meaning that you can dynamically define where these geofence locations could be. So a simple example is, let's say you have a human resources department that's looking at sensitive employee information, and you only want your HR employees to be able to view and work with this data in a particular location. So the network, 5G, will allow you to constrain that to a particular floor. Now let's say there's some uh, employees that have higher access or more privilege, and you will allow them to actually work at home. Well, you can pre-designate that home location as uh, an okay location for them to work on that data as well, but not the coffee shop down the street, okay? So this is the kind of flexibility and capability that 5G is going to enable. And again, um, this applies to many different kind of use cases, not just in the enterprise uh, or government or public sector, you know, let your imagination run wild here. How does 5G improve cybersecurity and, and do it along your three S's? 5G inherently has security built into it, better security. So for example, it has higher uh, encryption. Um, it has greater resiliency uh, when there are network issues or uh, if, if the network were to be attacked. Um, <clears throat> so that's all baked in uh, with the standards and with the deployment. So uh, 5G, the standards were uh, architected and designed with security first. So all the learnings from the previous generations of, of uh, network technology um, were built in from the beginning, but even more was applied with 5G. So for example, um, uh, 5G has uh, new capabilities uh, for identity management. So right now, 4G uh, can only recognize devices that have a SIM, a SIM card, uh, or an electronic SIM. 5G uh, goes beyond just managing devices with SIM cards. It actually can manage uh, software tokens, certificates. Mm. Um, these now allow um, uh, a wider array of devices now to attach to the 5G network and interact with the network. Um, so, and in each of those instances, you can apply much more flexible 
uh, and greater security mechanisms, like greater levels of encryption, as an example. So that's one of the um, fundamental tenets of 5G, of building more security into it. Um, another dimension of security for uh, 5G that's been built in is around resiliency. So a foundational pillar of 5G is that it's software-defined and it's virtualized, meaning that the network functions required to run 5G can uh, actually be dist highly distributed. And so what that means is you actually, when you can distribute your workloads, you can actually reduce the blast radius of a particular component of your network. And so that means if, if there was a security threat or a vulnerability and there was a compromise, the implications of that, the impact would be far, far less because these would actually be much smaller units that would be impacted. And then because it's software-based and automated and orchestrated, you could actually deploy uh, security treatment uh, very quickly to isolate that uh, impacted area and move away trusted workloads away from it until you treated it and fixed a particular issue. And a lot of this can happen, you know, it, uh, in near real time. So that's one of the beauties of 5G is it actually is, uh, allows for a much more highly resilient network than some of the networks we've traditionally had in the past. Now, 5G can be deployed in a way to enhance uh, security depending on a particular use case. So let me give you an example. Um, Multi-factor authentication. This whole notion of how do I make sure that the person that is accessing a particular system is really who they are and they are actually authorized to do what they are doing. Mm -hmm. um, so 5G actually can improve the security around that but also give a much better user experience. So for example, with 5G, it brings this capability of location. And what I mean by that is it has inherent in the technology the ability to, at a much finer grain level, pinpoint where exactly the device is. Now, GPS can do this within tens of meters, but coupling GPS with 5G, you can now get it within centimeters. So why is this relevant? Well, for example, let's say uh, you have individuals that are accessing, uh, say, a laptop, a device, uh, but they also have a smartphone device with them uh, in their pocket. Maybe they even have a smartwatch. Well, just knowing the location of those two or three devices and their proximity to each other uh, can tell you a lot about whether that's really that individual accessing that laptop or not. So if I'm trying to access a laptop and my self, uh, smartphone is in my pocket and I'm, it's only two feet away and my, my smartwatch is also a foot or two away from the laptop, there's probably a high probability it's actually me accessing uh, this device. Now, if my smartphone and smartwatch happen to be at the airport 
uh, or in a different city, yet someone's trying to log into my laptop at a particular location that's not nearby, then it's probably not me logging in. That's probably an issue. So you can see already there, by putting together all of this data from different devices, these sort of observations, if you will, turn into really powerful insights. And so you can then build security policies around this. So back to my simple example, if in fact it's a 98% uh, probability it's me trying to access this laptop uh, because they know my smartphone and my smartwatch are just two feet away, uh, do I need to even uh, ask for my password? And with the power of big data, uh, putting together not just the location of these devices and the type of communication, the application being used, the user, their profile, what they should be doing, what their behavior is, all of a sudden you can build uh, a risk engine, if you will, a policy that can allow you to better manage uh, security in your network. And these are capabilities we haven't ever had before. It appears that 5G brings a new level of security capabilities to the table, besides what the technology itself will enable agencies to do. Thank you for your perspectives, Andre. And for our listening audience, you can hear more from AT&T on the impacts of 5G for the public sector by visiting the bit.ly link, that's bit.ly slash att5gsummit.